dick. Cash fools, everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Cash fools, everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Cash fools, everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Cash fools, everything around me. With the microphone. And if I can hear it, that means the student's going to be able to hear me, so... I'm drinking fizzy pop. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very well. Um, all is well. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's been cold here in Japan. Um, but yeah. like most winters, it's quite dry. It's bright, sunny, but freezing. Okay, it's been quite damp and snowy and icy here. Like, there's ah. always a sheet of ice everywhere in it that... I don't mind if it snows and then stays and it's just crispy cold. That uh-huh. that's fine. It's just when it turns to slush and then it melts and it just you've got this wetness in the air that gets to me. So, yeah. But yeah, not keen I on che- the wet, slushy stuff. Yeah, no. But uh, no. it's a byproduct. It's a byproduct. Of living <laughs> here, I guess that's true. So true. Um, so. Uh, so I'm I'm interested to hear how your experiment has been going yes so so for those listening um i've been trying out this whole thing of only posting like ai or or chat gpt generated stuff and then and and that just kept going all and, until chat gpt started crashing because there was a there was so many people using it and overloading um, but I did do this exercise with students where they had to go out and get uh, elements of a story, like through observation, and use those as prompts to write their own script. And then they had to use the same prompts in ChatGPT to see who would write the better script. And in a few cases, ChatGPT won. <laughs> Really? Yeah. So I was trying to point out to them, like, these things are coming on hot on your heels in terms of what they can do. Um, But it's, I suppose, it was very interesting for those, when I first started doing it, those who didn't know about these tools, how easy people just go along with it. Right. So, like, posting a picture of, and I'd say something like, uh, here's me on a mountain. And it, and, and what was interesting is, is I'd get ChatGPT to point out that it was AI. Okay. But people never read, they they never read the description far enough to find that out, so they just go, like... Yeah, and, yeah uh, I, think, I think that's interesting in itself. I, I noticed hmm. maybe about two years, I've been... Uh, not really participating in social networks for about a year and a half yeah. or two years, yeah. roughly. Um, I go on once in a while, but um, I generally stay away from social networks these days. And part of it is the, the, the futility of mm. the fact that I know that nobody's reading it. And it was almost like a cathartic exercise to write something about how I feel. But at the same time, I know that secretly I want people to read and I want I want interaction with other human beings and I want some feedback and mm. conversation. Mm. But I wasn't getting that. So I, I kind of took my toys and threw them out of the pram. I said, well, fuck I, it. I, I, I don't I, I don't want to participate in I something I'm, I'm, that I find just futile. I, I I'm the same and I think what I've I always liked social media in the sense of being able to have a dialogue with people and so forth, but gradually over time that has has ceased to be true. And I think actually the people I most want to talk to are generally not in that space. So so what ends up happening is this 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 kind of regurgitation of the same things all the time Mm. and it seems to increasingly be people who are slightly mad at the world and i I think what you start to see is this this general uh group think of like the only way i can express my annoyance is to tap something on and there's obviously a great underbelly of disconnection and annoyance in the world 
and but I would rather do things like this or even like more more private stuff maybe like WhatsApp just chatting to my friends in that way or a phone call because I think social media is just too performative and and the other thing is is I think particularly where I live is a small community people would friend me on Facebook who I didn't really know and then one day just come up to me in the street and go oh I saw you were doing that the other day and it kind of freaked me out a bit okay and then I'm like oh of course I put that onto social and it's like that's not how I want social media to work for me <laughs> it's I, how I do you it want when... it to work for you then so so what would you be your ideal I think my ideal is to be able to converse with people about top like kind of like what we're doing here okay and i think mm. i think and and discover new people sometimes and have those dialogues and also um i suppose check in with people you are connected to like say mm. hi i i don't like the voyeurism of it i think okay yeah because because i i, I think I don't know, when I first started using it, I really liked the idea of sharing and communicating stuff and here's a picture of what... That actually felt... But I think... I wish it could go back to the more authentic aspect of that and maybe something got corrupted along the way. That's the problem. There's something okay. inauthentic about it. So I don't know how you, uh, how yeah. you actually... I don't yeah. know, but I started wondering whether or not it's always been inauthentic from the very beginning, but we just yep. simply weren't aware of the inauthenticity of it at the beginning. Well, it just seemed like well, people yeah. were being genuine. And then you sort of start going, ah, we're kind of performing. Mm. We're presenting a persona that we want other people to think this is who we are. But yeah. You know, we're we're hiding behind the screen. Um, but, but do you also do you also think like as you get older, as we have done, um, it it's also a process you just don't give a shit anymore. Like maybe you did oh, 10 or 15 yes. years ago, and I think um, maybe that's I just don't give a shit about all the noise anymore. It's, it's annoying. Strangely to me. enough, I was actually sitting on the train this evening. I I'm re-listening to the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Oh, I just watched um, the documentary is, about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just talking uh, in the beginning chapter. It's talking about the fact that we spend our lives with a finite number of fucks that we can hand out, and as we get mm -hmm. older, we start <laughs> realizing that 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 we shouldn't be dishing them out willy nilly. It, it's picking yeah. your battles and picking what to not give a fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> like, like. Uh, and, the, and as I was sitting there on the train, I thought, I've come on in the world. I'm not giving a fuck about things that don't really matter as much as I yeah. used to in the past. Well, the, and the, so is... I wonder whether that's got something to do with the fact that in the past, I would give a fuck about what other people were saying or whether they were responding to me or not on social networks. And it's gone to the point where it's like, well, I really don't give a fuck whether anybody like responds. In a way, I obviously do. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I think I think everybody cares about how people respond to them, be it on social. It's what you get to is a point of like, I can't be bothered to play that game or or set myself up for it. Okay, and I think it, it's there's a film out at the moment, the 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 Banshees of Inisherin, which is up for Oscars and stuff. And I, I watched it recently, and the, the whole concept of that film is these two friends who live on a tiny tiny island in during the Civil War in in Ireland, and one just turns around to the other one day and says, "I don't want to be your friend anymore. You're just boring." Okay. <laughs> And he can't, the, the, the one who's being accused of being boring just can't accept it. And he's like, why? I haven't, what have I done? And he says, you haven't done anything. He said, but the whole premise of the film is, I just haven't got enough time left on the planet to waste my time on this. And I think yeah. that that's, and it's that's very sad. That's related to this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think 
as we get older, we realise it's just not worth spending time being upset about stuff because you've only got yeah. a certain amount of time left. That that's where I was at when when I was sort of contemplating yeah. the the idea of us having finite amount of fucks to actually dish out, mm-hmm. and that we shouldn't just be like getting uptight about things that truly don't matter. And I I remembered earlier on in the day. Um, I went into a convenience store and bought a couple of drinks and um, a snack. Mm. And uh, I was waiting and there was a guy buying cigarettes in the convenience store. And it seemed like uh, he was being difficult with the girl behind the checkout. And so, and I, when I got to the counter, um, she rung up what I had bought, but it added up to twice the amount that it should have been. Yeah. And I thought, no, that's wrong, that's wrong. And so I saw it quite clearly said there were five items that she'd rung up, and there were actually three items on the counter. Right. So, so I said, oh, look, you know, actually, this is wrong, I've one two three items and uh and oh uh, yeah oh sorry yes and then she she checked it but the thing was that she had actually asked me for the for the amount before i said no no that's yeah that's got to be wrong sorry um and the fact that i had to say oh look, there's one two three items how much is those three items and so she rang it up, but then, oh, okay. Now, I, yeah. I, I gave her the money and I walked out and there was like, but then I remembered about two weeks before I'd asked her for something and she'd fucked up getting me the wrong thing. And I right. thought, yeah. oh, I wonder whether or not there's, there's possibilities going through my head. And I'm like, is she useless at the job? And she's just really incompetent. And that's what was going on with this guy who wanted cigarettes and that she wasn't able to serve him and she fucked up again. And and that caused the till not to be cleared. And then she added my items to his items. Um, or the fact that she'd asked me for what was clearly the wrong amount. I mean, it was... The case that I was paying 520 yen, mm. yeah, and she'd asked me for 1,600 yen. <laughs> like, yeah, that can't be right, yeah. you know. But, and, and, and so outside the shop, even though I've walked out, I, there's no uh, annoyance at the fact that I've ended up paying too much for something. I've, everything's fine. Mm. But then I started, like, mulling this over. Is she trying to rip me off? (laughs) Because, like, most foreigners won't speak enough Japanese to call her out. Right. And for the fact that... (laughs) uh, And she's not Japanese. And whether or not it's the fact that she's not Japanese and that usually... Where I work in Akihabara, there are quite a lot of foreigners walking around. Right, yeah. And they probably would just, oh, fine, whatever. Yeah. And so I was thinking, I wonder if she's just like, oh, a foreigner, I can rip him off. Number two, maybe she's just really useless at the job. (laughs) (laughs) Or number three, it's a genuine mistake and there's, you know, no harm done. And then I thought, why am I even thinking about, why am I spending my time (laughs) thinking about this? (laughs) I'm annoyed with myself for giving too much thought to what's going on here. (laughs) I I don't want to spend my life thinking about things like that. (laughs) But but that's the thing, isn't it? I think... uh... I think we've talked about this before. The problem with, like, social media and and, almost everything... Is is you're, you're drinking from the fire hose of information, which <coughs> activates your yeah. your brain in a way yeah. 
where actually you no longer think about meaningful things. You're just feeling triggered all the time in some way, shape or form. Some and, way, yeah. Uh, and I just don't want to spend my precious time left on the planet in that state, I guess. Yeah. So, so, so is that why we are kind of amused by the idea of delegating our um, social media activity to artificial intelligence and saying, be gone, my brain, thinking about this, I shall pass it over to an AI? And I, I think it, I think it's a, it's also, it's a slightly gentle way for me to just gradually move away from it. So it's like it starts off like that, and then it's doing that for a bit, and then it peters out, and then I feel like I haven't just suddenly stopped doing it or having somebody go, "Oh, why aren't you on Facebook anymore?" It, it's, and I, I don't want to do the big delete and sort of swan off. Um, because it's almost every time somebody does that, they come back very shortly after. <laughs> it is. It's um, like a. It's like a grand. Right, I'm done I'm, with you. Yeah. And then I'm sorry, I can't live without you. I'm so. It's like Gollum, isn't it? Oh, precious! Yeah. I'm back again. <laughs> I, I got a, fr a friend, Glenn, who, who, who's a stand-up comedian, and he did. He got offered to go to LA. Uh, he was a stand-up in, in, in London and he, he did a whole routine of like fuck you, I'm off to LA to see the thing and then like six months later I'm back yeah. <laughs> it, turns out it's, it's, it turns out it's a lot harder to make it in Hollywood than I thought <laughs> okay. yeah. so, tail uh, between one's legs <laughs> yeah, so I, I think but then it, it, it's funny isn't it, because it, we are living an increasingly digital life as well or you have to participate in some way, and it, it, I don't know. I, I'm I'm constantly wrestling with what my relationship with these things are, and I think I said the other day a, a, a good old friend of mine from from London. I really just wanted to talk to him, not like message him on WhatsApp or whatever. So we just and we just spoke on the phone for like an hour, and it was lovely. And I was like, God, I should do that more than wasting time on on updates or pictures or whatever. It just—it also just feels very pointless to me. Well, I think the thing is, is that face-to-face -face conversation mm. really exposes how much sludge we live with—day-to-day <laughs> <laughs> the -day sludginess of social networks of of the the pointless banality of dad joke. Because yeah. I'm finding myself going, is that funny or is it just dad joke humour? And, yeah. and so much is like, oh. <laughs> right, yeah, ha, ha. Mm. It doesn't, it's like... not a belly laugh. It's, it's, it's not the kind of laugh that I would have with a friend in a pub. <laughs> no. You know? And, and and I think, like, so much of it isn't, like, good stories. And, and, and there's also a lot of video content on all of these things now, which just seems to be, like, performative things that people are doing to try and get cheap al algorithmic art. Yeah, it's, it's back to that... Can you remember that, that video a... essay, Look at Your Fish, that are talking about the amount of foul fish there are in the internet? And it's true. It, mm. There's just a lot of gumph. And, yeah. That's, it's an interesting thing, though, isn't it? That um, when we start thinking about what it, what, what it means to be having a face-to-face -face conversation, even face-to-face -face via webcam, yeah. compared to um, asynchronous communication, be that with social networks, email. Mm. Um, but in a way, um, there's a there's a parallel going on with ChatGPT, the rendering of um, communication artificially. Yeah. Having the same um, 
lack of humanity that that um, is created by having asynchronous communication. Mm. That whether or not that's because the person typing can't actually express themselves the same uh, with the high fidelity messaging from the facial cues that we have in a face-to-face conversation in real time um, or whether it's the fact that we are protecting our persona so much we're guarded we're, we're like as Lacan would see us as mm. as actually projecting an image of ourselves that we're looking at from behind the mask. So we've kind of like got a mask, but then we project out and we're looking at it going, am I happy with how I'm presenting myself across no, no, no. the internet? And, and I, th- I think, I mean, I don't know whether you find this, like particularly when, you, when you're teaching, there's a performative element to it for sure, but you have to make a connection with people. You're in this often in the same yes. room as them. You have yeah. to make that. And I think maybe through, through teaching, I have a much deeper uh, sense of humanity than I maybe did before where I was doing much more office based stuff and, 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 you know, efficient. I, I was a big fan of kind of the efficiency of digital, but now I think, 20 years later I see the corrosive effect it does and what we're missing yeah. in terms of yeah absolutely absolutely I, I've totally um, found myself um, taking that point of view that um, what am I what am I actually selling when I'm teaching um I'm I'm selling something that the students happy to pay for an authentic experience mm. that I wouldn't be you know the student may not actually be paying for an experience that would be generated artificially mm. and that can't be faked with artificial intelligence at the moment but we're 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 getting close to a border um or a chasm that's going to be crossed and i think it's interesting that can we dupe our friends into believing these are our posts on social media which is why i thought it was such an interesting experiment and you and and you can and you realize that those people maybe don't know your your ironic sense of humor as much as you thought because mm. they're buying yeah. a hook line and sinker and 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 just there was just a point that came into my head as you were talking there for me social media to social is what e-learning is to learning right do you see what i mean it's like yeah yes the surface level and the the mechanics of it are all there but actually yeah. the depth the, the the deepness isn't there at all. That's right. That's right. Because I think one one criticism of ChatGPT is the fact that it's how 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 did they arrive at ChatGPT version three point five? I, I was listening to something the other day um, on the evolution of the algorithm and that. Um, the machine learning had uh, had a lot of people giving it feedback in this latest mm. iteration, yeah, um, yeah. so that it just makes it much closer to a natural response that a human would give. Um, yeah, I mean, the, all the hype that they've put around it is was just to get beta testing to further the model further. For mm. sure, and I think they've come under a lot of criticism from like Google, etc., who equally have these tools, but behind closed doors because they weren't ready to release them. That they thought OpenAI were being mm. a bit irresponsible, pushing this out into the world okay. in the way it did. Sorry. Well, now we've also got the Microsoft um, 
purchase and the talk of them integrating yes. it with Bing and then Google. Are kind Flippy of... Clippy will live. Flippy yeah. Clippy will live. Yeah. Thank you, Microsoft. You, you'll yes. do the same as you did with QDOS. Do you have yeah. an operating system? Oh, oh, yes, yes, we do. Oh, quick. <laughs> It's that old pony again. It's that old trick. (laughs) Oh, yes. Artificial intelligence. Yep, got that. (laughs) Buy one, quick. (laughs) Oh, dear. Microsoft can buy buy everything and fuck everything at the same time. It's like the minute they Uh... generate. I was saying to somebody the other day, whoever designed teams has never worked in a team before in their life. Do you know what's going to be funny is that it's, it's basically going to be like a couple of kids for the next year or so banging their heads together on who's going to win and then and then there'll be a black swan event of someone you've never heard of come right out of the blue enter the space yeah. and just like wipe them both out you know a bit like Zuckerberg did with Facebook kind of blindside everyone with whoa this is just amazing yeah. Um, completely left field. It, it, I, I don't know. It, it, it is interesting to me how blown away the general public was by ChatGPT, and it actually sort of blew their minds. And I was like, but this stuff has been existing in so much of what you interact with on a daily basis for quite some time. It's just the way it, it, it's presented is suddenly like, wow, this is amazing. I, I was uh, intrigued by the developments and and mm. I was quite impressed with the humanness of its responses. Yes. I was yeah. also I, I think I was more impressed by the ability for it to write code. Um Yeah. That that surprised me how good it was at writing code. Um so uh, you know and I still thought to myself, you know what? Um, before this year, at some point, I think I was telling you last time I was thinking of doing a few courses on blockchain development. Mm. And I thought, I don't really actually have to get my hands dirty with the coding now. It's basically, if I'm understanding at a higher level, but coming from an engineering background with my way of thinking is that I don't actually have to actually do the hard slog of writing all the code. It's like, write me a function, these are the parameters, I want it to return an integer this length, and here's what the uh, function should perform. Exactly, and if, if if you start to understand the higher order thinking you need to create good prompts... It's the same as, uh, I mean, I've been using it to design uh, like activities, like homework tasks that I have to give out in kind of written form. And I'm like, the amount of times I've sat pondering how to phrase something, whereas now I can say, design me this with this kind of learning outcome, et cetera, et cetera. It does it and then I can modify. I'm not starting from scratch. And and it, it does, I see it being incredibly good for getting rid of so many mean sort of task bullshit tasks you do on a day by day basis, yeah, you know, I, I want to plug it into my email just so it responds and says thanks for you. <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 like I can see it being very useful for cutting out certain things, and if people are worried about it replacing their jobs and so forth, it's because that job has been so mechanized and so standardized that it can be done by that and it's almost like if you can be replaced by a robot you will be or should be maybe and and it's like if you can replace a teacher with chat gpt there should be something else a teacher is doing other than what chat gpt can do i always think about these things as a two-way street where people are becoming more machine-like as the machine is becoming more human-like like you're saying there, you 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 learn to produce more efficient prompts to get the machine mm-hmm. to do what you want to do, and so that you're the master of the machine. 
you've got to become more machine-like in your thinking about how you're going to yeah. interact with the machine. Likewise, the machine is learning um, how you think, yeah. How, yeah. how the human thinks and can now emulate human thinking. But But we've still got this thing in the middle where the machine ain't human cannot be no. it, it it could tell a dad joke but it couldn't be billy connolly i don't think it couldn't generate a joke or have humor that would make me hurt laughing if it can then that's my turing test is when the machine that, that's why it can outperform a first-year student learning script writing because they're at the same level as the machine. Like, like, but with mastery of something, the you, a human being can master something actually better than, than a computer because a computer is going to have to train itself on so many different things. Mm-hmm. But the more rudimentary the task becomes, the easier it is for the for the computer to master that skill than a human. But once you get into higher order thinking, it's not so easy. There's do you think it relates to speaking the, and thinking? Yeah. Do you think it relates to the Pareto principle, the eighty twenty rule, that that we say, yeah can simulate mastery to a certain level? Yeah, mm. by the fact that if you if you acquire eighty percent of the skill, you could pass yourself off as a yeah, pretty expert. competent person at any yeah. skill. But it's yeah. that the twenty percent that really, really, really takes all the time in the world to become mm. a master, or even become auteur at something. Yeah, because and and the reality is, with certain kind of tasks, it needs so much. Yeah, it's it's like you you could have all of the same factors at your disposal as Martin Scorsese, but you're not going to make a film like Martin Scorsese without his actual experiences. But you okay. could replicate it if you learn all of the, in the same way that Dali is very good at replicating the masters kind of yeah. uh, and transferring those things, but it can't really create something totally new it can mash things up but then yeah. sometimes that's all creativity is is just mashing up inspiration from other things a lot of it is yeah and, yeah, and yeah. uh so one of one of with dali 2 is it now um yeah, yeah i played around with that for for the fact that i thought i wonder whether or not i can generate um a set of images for nfts um yeah so one application would be that ah i I can't even remember what amusing idea entered my head but it was something if i oh yeah bored grapes (laughs) 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 i i decided that okay cartoon grapes Purple, green grapes, <laughs> two sets, um, and these grapes are bored. One with a Mexican hat, <laughs> and something like this. And it was like, oh, fantastic! Yeah, you've just, you know, and all I would have to do would be just to keep going. Okay, I want a a purple bored grape <laughs> cartoon, yeah. uh, riding a donkey. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, and and so, um, I thought, who drew these drawings? Like originally, it's almost like uh, Dali goes out using clip art. Yeah. To generate images based on the parameters that you provide in your. Um, cues, yeah. and uh, and I thought, but I wonder whether or not um, that it's now going to be that everything generated by AI gets kind of tagged within the code 
so that you can't make profit out of NFTs. It would have to be generated by a human to have value. I, there is definitely a whole kind of legal IP case law kind of situation <laughs> coming at these things fairly yeah. sharply, I think. because, And I think, of course, initially that's being very much driven by photographers and, and graphic designers and, and artists worried about uh, a, that this stuff is being trained on their work. And then, and it, it's really, it's really difficult because, well, I, I, I quite like it as a photographer myself. I'm, I'm like, exactly, a, exactly. A, a, yeah. a, an AI cannot go out into the world and take a photograph like I can. No. It it can only copy something I've done or someone else yeah. has done. Um and so it's just like um kind of yes you can create something unique based off the work of humans, but you cannot um generate something of emotional quality no and I, I think it's fine like I've used it like if I'm trying to make something or write something around a theme it's great for like creating a mood board so I can mm. I can kind of write all the whereas before you used to go onto Google images and just find images that represented something that you were trying to create a mood for and now you can actually generate your own stuff, or even sometimes as as thumbnails for uh, course profiles. I'll create a Dali thing because I can create it to symbi symbolize what I want, which I can't. I haven't got time to go and do I, as a creative I, exercise. I don't know whether I even want to call it artificial intelligence. I want to call it no. human simulation. Yeah. Um, so I've tried having a conversation with ChatGPT, mm -hmm. and my conversation was about the movie Electric Dreams, okay. and I was asking yeah. ChatGPT to explain Madeline's cello and the significance mm -hmm. of it being eaten by an elevator. Yeah, and it, of course, it it trawled. Uh, its um, archives and spewed out uh, kind of like in a way it's like it's digested all this human um, conversation on this topic mm -hmm. or related topics and then generated a response that simulates what it thinks is a human um, kind of, yeah, 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 and it was very clear to me that this system doesn't understand love, and so then I moved into asking it questions about John Lennon songs and about what is love. If it's all we need, why? And I got yeah, into yeah. kind of like these high-level conversations, and I thought. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about, and and so so for me, the the ideal with artificial intelligence is that I have a buddy, the kind of friend that I would sit up all night and stare at the stars and just talk about the mysteries of the universe and mm. and have these really deep conversations. It it ain't very good at it. <laughs> it, it, no, it, no. it doesn't quite hit the mark yet but I can see what it's doing and I'm thinking yeah it's pretty damn like it's that, pretty that, damn that... convincing but it, there's something missing well no but that's why in a social media context it can fool people because we don't yeah. have meaningful or yeah. anything beyond very basic semantic uh conversations that have no meaningful depth so yeah 
you know, I mean, I think most people probably give up on a conversation in social media after like three or four back and forths. And, well, and there's nothing worse than somebody being like you're having a conversation that you're trying to get out of, and there's a fight for the last word, and then you feel but, rude if you don't respond. You know, it's and it's all it all becomes quite quite shallow. I I don't know whether this relates to Pinocchio and Pleasure Island. But it certainly seems to be like that. That, like, all these people on social media are becoming donkeys. And they, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, oh, no. Do you know the, the, the metaphor being used in that story? Remember we we talked about Jordan Peterson's um, yes. breakdown of, of the Pinocchio story and the symbolism um, and the, the donkeys, what are they? They're beasts of burden. And, um, <laughs> you know, in a way, it's, it then relates back to that. If you're not paying for the product, you are the product. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder and, whether or not that's what's happening with when we're delegating our humanity to AI. We're selling humanity short of what it's capable of through pure laziness. <laughs> and, oh, I can't well, be asked to do this anymore. <laughs> I mean, like one of the things that I wonder, uh, like I'm all for AI robots taking over like the day-to-day time. Because I don't think humans should be spending as much time as they do sitting in offices, passing meaningless tasks to one another to earn a living to go home and it's like if we were I'm, I'm in favor of ai doing all fucking legal yeah. documentation checking contract yeah. law checking that the yeah. clause is ticked and all that kind of shit <laughs> and obviously if you do that that means huge swathes of humanity have no purpose in day-to-day life and okay. So good thing or bad thing? Point. Well, I think that's a good thing. More, oh, lots of people you, are going to be out of work, John. There's going to be I know, but that's that's swathes of population out of work. <laughs> I, I, but, you know what's really funny is like, am I right that a few years ago didn't you do a course in collectivism or? Connectivism, yeah, yeah, yeah. Connectivism, not collectivism. Yeah, two different no, not things. Not collectivism, connectivism. I got my wires crossed then, because I've been, <laughs> I, I was listening to something recently comparing Bitcoin and the philosophy of Bitcoin with a lot of Iron Rand's um, mm. Atlas shrugged um, yes, analogies. Yeah. I think I, th- I think a lot of San Francisco was groomed on Ayn Rand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so I and I, I've actually ordered a second-hand copy of uh, Atlas Shrugged, and I ordered it for about two hundred yen, which is I don't know, a pound, <laughs> one pound fifty maybe, whatever. Yeah. But not realizing it is about sixteen hundred pages long. I'm like, I'm yes. not that into her. But I am interested yeah. in in um, objectivism and hmm. trying to the, the the thing that like occurred to me was the um, thought experiment that a child falls in a river. Do you rescue him? And this is like dealing with altruism and and whether yeah. or not um, Ayn Rand was right about. Yeah, rescue him if that makes you happy. But don't let society tell you that you're not worthy of um, love if you decided not to rescue the child. If, if You know, that, mm. that uh, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself for being selfish in, in Ayn Rand's objectivism. Yeah. And I thought, yeah... What if the child's a little cunt? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> that little cu- child could have just kicked your dog. 
And he thought, you little cunt. Well, I hope you fucking drown then. Like, am I a bad person? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think I am. I'll just let the fucker drown. Um, <laughs> and, and then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> the, the problem I have, you, you can't... You can't save the entire world, and I, th- I I think too often people will talk in great swathes about the big problems whilst doing nothing about it. It's it's there was, I, I can't remember where this joke comes from, but there was like, you know, like when you were at, at college and loads of people had those uh, those knapsacks that they had in the war, and then they would always draw over them and stuff. And uh, there was I think one. I knapsack. had one actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, loads of people had, and, and it was all like peace, peace, not war. And, and somebody goes, "Are you trying to ha- like solve peace, not war? Or are you mainly working on the knapsack?" You know, <laughs> it, 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 I find again the I've saving the world is very performative in social media circles and so forth. But actually, I seldom see anyone actually doing anything to yeah reduce or or negotiate these things that they allegedly care about because it's it's and for me you can only affect the immediate things around you anyway so do that and then well there was a hell of a lot of uh um virtue signaling going on before we actually used the the expression virtue signaling um yeah you're right and and I think, when we say like if everybody starts losing their job because of AI and stuff, the the question isn't or it's not about protecting those jobs so those people are okay. That's not the issue. The issue is making a system that looks after people better than like. There's no point in, in having a protectionist way of dealing with that. It's better to think of a different way of like. What, why are we all working to earn money to allegedly be happy? That's in itself. Who should be system. who should be creating the system to to make sure that lots of people manage to survive? Or should there be so many people? Well, Why don't we just the let them all die? Is, is, is too many <laughs> um, people. I mean, if yeah. when people say about climate change, the most obvious thing to prevent climate problems is to reduce the population of the planet yeah. I mean if you if that's uh, currently with the capacity of people who live on the planet if we all want to live in the same way as the western world we would need six more planets of resources to do it so we're over so now therefore do you let large swathes of people die in certain situations do you and of course it's it's all relative because the minute it happens in the West, nobody likes it. It's it's fascinating to me that people kind of are are quick to kind of be very supportive of Ukrainian refugees, but not so supportive of Syrian refugees. Okay, and the yeah, only thing I can yeah. tell is it's just based on they're from a different part of the world. I mean, the, the, the situation of both refugees is pretty much the same, but it's amazing how different the the experience it's, it? it's difficult how much we could stomach brown people yeah dying, being but being of, of yeah. need for survival versus like you know our white supremacist attitude that oh they're much more worthy of of our support I dig it. I'm not. I'm not trying to draw a distinction that we should say fuck Ukraine, but it, it's it's just fascinating to me. I just the, fuck the everyone. Way in which people <laughs> <laughs> fuck everyone. You're all equally shit, and you're yes. all equally deserving of life as much as you're all equally deserving to die out. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, and, and that that was actually something that that, that struck me in that uh, Mark Manson book is is I suppose the essence of that uh, is you know we've over sold like everybody's exceptional so to the point <laughs> that's true thinking yeah they are worthy they are worthy of great attention. Have you yeah. read both 
Mark Manson's books. The, no, I've, the... I've only read. I've only read the art of. Yeah, I haven't read. Okay, because the, the, the other one, everything's fucked. <laughs> it's. I think it's a better <laughs> book. Uh, um, yeah. I've, I've enjoyed both of them, um, and there's a there's a part of it. Is it at the end of the subtle art of not giving a fuck? Can you remember him talking about the suicide of a friend of his? Or it's not a suicide. Maybe it was a it's accidental a death. It's, a, death. It's, a, it's, a, it's accidental death. Yeah, which made and him uh, realize, he goes yeah. to a cliff, and he's on the edge of a cliff, and he doesn't jump off the cliff, and someone else comes up and goes, "Oh, mate, you know, stand I back or." Yeah, what's all this about? Um, and I, I was all pretty much in tears at that point because I know I've been in the same place, leaning mm. off a cliff mm. in my life. I've had not the same reason to be on the edge of a cliff, but it led the, 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 yeah, the, yeah. the cause that took me to that place mentally led to the same realisation that our life is valuable and it is what we make it. That we can yeah. we can make it whatever we want. And I, I have had this argument with people over the years, I've once or twice. When I when I said, Look, you can make your life whatever you want it to yep. be and they're saying that's like coming from a position of privilege. If you were born out in um, a back street of Calcutta, that you wouldn't even be spending your time thinking about this philosophical um, dilemma of you can make your life whatever you want it to be. And I still think, nah, that's bollocks. Even if I was born into poverty, I'm sure that my day would be full of higher priority thought on survival. But but but, but just I don't know. just the fact that people just the fact that people do come out of those scenarios and excel. Mm. It's it's rarer, maybe, um, and I think yeah. I think you know there there are many scenarios. I mean, I probably had a constant reinforcement in my surroundings as a child that I lived in like a council estate, and therefore people from single parent families and council estates don't achieve anything. And mm. if you are told that enough, you can fall into the trap of believing it or you choose not to and okay. the reason you choose not to is something else in your environment which i you know i think i had parents that were like don't let anyone tell you who you are right and that that made all the difference i was privileged to have parents that were able to say that to me maybe that's the privilege but it, it's well, I, I, everything is very circumstantial i guess yeah okay but you've just you've just uh triggered another thought in my little <laughs> noggin here which is a yeah. beautiful one which is relates again I've, I've just started listening to the um uh mark manson's uh the subtle art of not giving a fuck yeah. book and He's talking about the guy whose gravestone says, don't try. And he raises the point that, don't you find it funny that so many people manage to succeed without making an effort to succeed? And that when you, when you don't do what you think you should be doing, you inevitably end up in a place where Ah, that would have never happened had I not not given a shit. Like like mm. the time 
I said, okay, uh, I've just lost my job and um, they've given me something five, six hundred quid in redundancy money. Now I could sit around and um, go down the pub and mm. enjoy myself for a little bit or I could buy a rucksack and walk around Ireland for a few months. And then going off to Ireland um, without a, a big plan, then finding that, oh, this is what I like about being alive. And that led to skydiving. And then it was like I found myself quitting my job and buggering off skydiving. And people go that's amazing that you could do this. It's like, not really. It's just that I thought, fuck it. You only live once. Why not? Why not just go balls out to have a good time and see what happens as a consequence. It could all go horribly wrong. And what's going to happen if it all goes horribly wrong? I go back to the UK with my tail between my leg and go, well, at least I fucking tried something. Well, this, this I think is the trick is, is, if you, and this goes back to our authenticity thing, it goes back to all of these things. If you can go through the 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 subtle art of being vulnerable and open to vulnerability, you open the doors to many. You open the doors to humanity. You open the doors to opportunity. And what often happens to most people is they've spent most of their life listening to those gremlins going, "Don't put yourself in a vulnerable situation. Don't take a risk." And yeah. I've always found like the more I lent into vulnerability and risk with with a kind of pure heart as such, it always paid off. Yes, you had to work. So I can remember somebody somebody at uni of law uh, saying who who had known me prior saying, "Oh, it's all right for you. You're always so lucky." And I was like, "It's funny. The harder I work, the luckier I get." You know, and it, mm. it's you have to just lean into being prepared for things not to go right or looking an arse sometimes and then you have to work at it it's funny that person probably wasn't as cool as Han Solo though was they they were like (laughs) 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 I've flown from one side of the galaxy to the other kid there ain't no mystical (laughs) force that controls my destiny (laughs) (laughs) so all alone a hokey Yeah, there is no such thing as fate. You know, it's just you. You, I, I genuinely feel that you make your luck by being quite open to the possibilities of what can happen. I believe in the force. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. But with this blast shield down, I can't see anything. But you were you were always good at just leaning into vulnerability. I mean, you even in your job interview, you were like, "Well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be me, and if you don't like me, fuck you." Fuck you. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that hadn't done me so off. well with many job interviews. The 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 where do you see yourself in five years' time? I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. So fuck five years. <laughs> Forget it. I might be dead. <laughs> um, and... I've got to say that is the world's stupidest question, generally in a in a fucking job interview, because it's such a pointless thing it's, to say. It's an interesting one because I do business English courses, and a lot of the business English um, role plays are job interviews, and I I ask it, and I'm and I'm kind of using the force to try and plant the idea of, come on, tell me that's a stupid question. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but, um, then what we, what we tend to do is talk about what they want you to say, but now yeah, tell me yeah. what you really want, would like to say, <laughs> if it was your it, friend it, yeah. talking to you. Wouldn't it be great if somebody turned around and said, well, hopefully in five years, AI or a robot is doing my job and I'm getting universal credit for 
being at home playing on the internet. I'd love somebody like, to say that in a job interview like that. <laughs> I'd like to be Hitler. I'd like to destroy the world. I want to rule the world. I want an island. I want to take over the world, Mr. Bond. Oh, dear. That, that's, I, I don't think it, I'm going to have another yeah. job interview in my life, John. I, I, I've decided that I'm, I'm looking at um, not retiring, but not needing to work in about two and a half, three years from now. Um, nice. It may not be possible, um, but I, I, I still think that um, I'm kind of like I'm on a route or I'm on a path to financial freedom, and uh, um, and that, you know. that's the the trick in many cases. I mean, I, likewise, I've looked at it and thought, Do you know, what? actually, we could be mortgage free in a lot less time than I'd ever thought. And mm. once you've got that, because if you if you don't want for much, it's actually that's amazing how quickly you you can be free of, it, of the, the tra- I just want experiences and to see things that's all I want yeah that's very much my my yeah. thought as well um that I want to be mortgage free in about two and a half three years from now um and I've got a plan of how I'm going to do that which could all go tits up if I don't get my visa sponsorship <laughs> um you, say, that you said, say this every time we talk, and then you always get it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's more. I, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with. Well, if that happens, um, once my visa is sponsored, then then I'll be all right. Um, if it isn't, then you know the option is maybe I um, go travelling around Southeast Asia on the cheap. And just eke out yeah. a living for a couple of years. So basically, the 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 idea is is that I've I've got enough money to pay off my mortgage if I don't spend it. <laughs> <laughs> and to avoid spending it, there's two things I can just happily continue my. Uh, you know I. I earn enough to get by by teaching English here in Japan. I'm not yeah. making a fortune. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a happy, happy state of living. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't really complain. I still enjoy it. Um, quite happy to spend the next two or three years doing the same thing. But then once I don't need to be doing it, I might just... Uh, say look it's time for me to just enjoy photography because I don't know yeah. but I, I I feel like that's why I want the financial independence to be able to be able to spend my life um, doing what makes me happy and teaching English does make me happy and I'll probably yeah. go into photography and go you know what <laughs> I kind of miss my conversations my philosophical conversations with students at high level and mm-hmm. i quite enjoy the low level the, the the feeling the reward for teaching someone at a low level com- is, is kind of like a nice compensation for what i like about teaching a high level student in more meaty philosophical conversation yeah um whether or not I get bored of photography, I don't know if I would, but um, I certainly think I like the idea of travelling cheaply. Mm. And even once I've got my financial independence, is I don't want to buy a big house or like start you know, buying possessions that will just tie yeah. me down. 
I, I, I want I to you... live a meagre life, but have all these experiences. That's really it. You want to be like Kane in Kung Fu, walking the earth. Just want to walk <laughs> the earth, man. Just want to walk the earth. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, but I think... without a without a a proper job and a stable income, you're just a bum. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's wouldn't it be? I mean, it, I just would like a future for you, for humanity where. Actually, more people could do what they want. It would and, be a more interesting world, wouldn't it? And and people would be more interesting because there's nothing worse well, than talking to somebody and they go, "Oh, my bloody job!" and this, that, and the other, and oh, it's like what a wasted. It's a waste of life. Well, it comes back to the regurgitation of what you've just recently been in the news in the last couple of weeks, or on yes, that was on EastEnders, and so we're going to regurgitate <laughs> the. <laughs> same Probably thing keep it, if keep everybody it. like this is maybe the the saving grace of chat gpt or uh an equivalent ai becoming dominant in society mm. is the fact that it will free up so many people now a lot of people won't be able to survive it good fuck them let them <laughs> die out fuck them yeah like because then the chances are There'll be a propensity of stumbling across more interesting people when I'm walking the earth. Well, and, and I suppose be gone, natural, be natural gone, selection. boring yeah. fuckers yeah. that want to tell me about their fucking pension plan. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think it will become natural selection because that. Yeah, if that's all you. <laughs> But then again, maybe we've got weak genes and we'll find out. But I'm, that never bothers me. That that kind of... You, you may if it's time, time for me to go out, I'll go out in a blaze of glory. It'll be, it'll yeah. be beautiful. <laughs> 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 that, se- that seems a really good place, because we're up to the hour mark. That seems a really good place. So Kevin going out on a blaze of glory, but next time we we will need to get into NFTs. Thanks ever so much for chatting again, mate. <laughs> Take care, John. See you next time. Take care. <laughs>